0: I'd like to make an announcement first. The General Conference will meet Thursday afternoon at 2 o'clock. There will be no conference meeting Tuesday. There will be one Thursday, several people asked me. Conference meeting will be Thursday at 2 o'clock. This is a beautiful crowd of people. These boys have been working with these mics and things trying to get the tone to where it would be better. I'm going to help them a little bit. I'm going to try to get it to where we can reach all the way to the back. I don't know of anything that thrills me like this. I can be right by myself in a room at home And get so thrilled up and the power of God just take over and the tears will flow and you just keep reading, and you can lay it down and your mind will travel through the scriptures. And whenever Brother Everett began to walk up and down, I know exactly how he felt. Uh, Whenever you talk about reaching the end of this life and you begin to look over into the promised land and you know it'll only be a few days until maybe you're going to cross over. And I tell you, it's a beautiful sight indeed. It's something that thrills you very being. I don't care if you're from Virginia or Louisiana or Georgia or Carolina. Where you're from, the Spirit of God can fill and thrill you. And it does something that no other force on earth can do. I don't know of nothing that brings a peace, brings a contentment, brings a satisfaction of loving and serving my Jesus. Nothing thrilled you like that. There is no peace, saith my God, to the wicked. You can't go out and find it in the pleasures of the world. You can't take a checkbook and write it out and get it. But it comes from the throne of mercy, and it's poured out on those that love and serve Him. The Scripture says, if you keep my commandments, you'll be blessed and the children of Israel. And I would like to talk, of course I probably talk about a lot of things. I've got a lot of subjects, a lot of people, I see a lot of people, several talked to me and said, how about reading this or reading that? I'm going to tell you about all of it. I just believe the Word of God is rich. From Genesis to Revelations, I believe every word of it preaches Jesus Christ. I don't believe it was ever printed for any other purpose but to proclaim the name of the Savior of the world. I don't care if it was in Genesis and Abraham talking. I don't care if it was John on the Isle of Patmos. It don't make any difference. They're trying to tell you about Jesus Christ and Him crucified. The blood that was shed on the cross is what saved people from their sins. And it don't make any difference to me which side of the cross people lived on. They all come through the blood of the cross. This is what's got it right. And this is where I got it. I don't have nothing going for me except this. You take this away from me and I, I wasn't nothing for I got it. I can prove that by a lot of you here. <laughs> I was thinking about the power that we have. We serve in a God of miracles. That's right. We don't, you know, we don't make no big display out of the miracles that God do in our life and We don't hang the crutches up on the string like some do, but He's healed some of us. He took crutches away from me. He done things in my life no other force on earth could do. If you've got a problem in your life, and I know there are those here who do, I know where you can get the relief from it. I was thinking and I was reading about those old prophets and Daniel came to my mind and I reached over there this morning and I read about him and Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you know the stories, and I thought of the power. God wasn't promiscuously playing with the lives of those young men. He wasn't just tempting them to see what he could do. He wanted to leave a message for you and I. He wanted to leave a message for Israel of that day that if you're obedient to God, it don't make any difference about the circumstances of life. God will take care of it. I mean, go to the extreme of putting you in a fire furnace, yes. Was he there? They said, even if he don't, we ain't going to bow to you. We're going to serve God anyway. But our God is able to deliver. Did He? Who was the fourth man in the furnace? Who was it? Did it work? They said the furnace was seven times hotter than it should be. What happened? They said they had on the hose and the hats and dressed up, I reckon, street clothes. <laughs> that didn't even have a smell of smoke did he take care of them God took care of them when he put Daniel in the lion's den he just didn't put him in there you know just promiscuously put him in the lion's den or allow the king to put him in there King Darius he, you know the circumstance and how he went in there but God was there he had control over the lion's den We got preachers all over the house. God was there all the time. Daniel went home and had a little prayer meeting, you know, as they always did. He opened his windows toward Jerusalem, began to call on God, and he never did cease. Always went there and opened the windows. I think he did after he got out too. I don't think it made any difference in his life. I think he just kept on opening the windows because he had read in the Scriptures, been told by God, if you no matter what the circumstances was, even if you was a captive, if you would open your windows and look toward Jerusalem, God would hear your prayer. And whenever he opened the windows and called on God, he went with him to the lion's den. And if you don't believe it, you read it. They threw the family of those in there afterwards and the lions destroyed them. The same lions. That same Daniel that he put in the lion's den was the one that saw the rock that was hewed out of the mountain that came rolling down, destroyed the kingdoms that Nebuchadnezzar saw. And he's the God of Jesus Christ. The one that died on the cross is the same God. The Bible ain't changed none from the beginning till now. God's plan's never changed. It's always been Jesus Christ was the saving station with the powerhouse. Noah with the ark was another object lesson, if you will, of the saving station. I'm not going to get involved in that because we'd be here from now on. But someone had asked me, and I'd like to incorporate two scriptures, you say the old scripture don't preach Jesus and the new scripture man they link up just like you would please there's just no way you can separate the scriptures the 37th chapter of Ezekiel you ever heard that one before that's the way I was lost that's right that's where we was the household of Israel was dry bones and if you'd have seen us a few years ago you'd have said ain't no way but you see that's a miracle that's a miracle that God can take our lives and you say we don't believe in the resurrection we're the people who do without a resurrection there's no life because we was all born dead. Right, right. Let's raise a few dry bones and then I got some other scripture over here that I think you'll find interesting. The hand of the Lord was upon me. Whenever the hand of the Lord gets on you, it ain't no telling what will happen. In the Spirit of the Lord, Him set me down in the midst of a valley of dry bones. Full of bones. The whole valley was full of them. And you know how it is whenever you get to a situation of that nature and time has eroded things and the the bones have become dismembered and strode out through the valley and one bone don't know which body it belongs to. But there's a God in heaven that knows all about it. He knows how to bring it together. He knows how to make it work. He knows how to make it live. There was never a man grace the face of the earth till God created him. I don't care what science says. No, I don't, either. Of science. don't make any difference what they say. I believe this. Yeah. <laughs> right. And caused me to pass by them round about and behold there were many in the open valley and Lord they were very dry right. and if you've ever felt like that God don't know you a brother testified here this week already that he felt like God had forgot about him let me tell you something God knows all about you he knows your problems he knows where you live he knows exactly your circumstance he knows your needs he's willing to supply those needs but he never will until you lay. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones. Now sometimes that's difficult. Whenever you got a valley of dry bones, ain't nobody wants to hear what you got to say, much less listen. You know, some people listen and don't hear. Others hear and don't listen. And again he said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, Oh, you dry bones, here's the word of the Lord. Yes. Yes. Thus saith the Lord God under these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live a resurrection. Jesus Christ, the blood that was shed on the cross of Calvary, can take a sinner that has gone to the depths and degradation of sin and resurrect him from that and put a spirit within him and he'll live. And I will lay sin you. Now I believe this was, you know, a lot of people don't believe this happened. This is just an allegory. Have it any way you want it. My God's able to do every word that this says. Right. Literally do it. Yeah. He's able. That's right. That's all powers. Scripture says. You know why? Be astounded that God can raise the dead. Don't need to marvel that God can raise the dead. He created this, he proved it many times. I got a what, I don't know, a thousand witnesses maybe here tonight that God raises the dead. Right. The brother just testified that he was lost and doomed not very long ago, but one day somebody told him about Jesus, about the powerhouse, and he came by and I happened to know the boy, and I know what he's talking about. And he was resurrected from sin and is serving Christ, and it's a brand new life. What a thrill. What a way to go. What a blessing. I don't care if you get 90, it's still good, ain't it? I ain't as far behind as you think. (laughs) And I will lay sinews upon you and will bring up flesh upon you and cover you with skin. In other words, he's saying, I'll give you what you need. I'll take care of your problems. I'll bless you. I'll make you a complete man in me. That's what he's saying. And ye shall live and ye shall know that I'm the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. That old prophet didn't know. He said, Lord, I know it. But if you say prophesy, I'll prophesy. I don't see no way. He didn't see no. Ezekiel didn't see no way he could put all that back together again. All them bones thrown out through that valley. But listen, what happens whenever God begins to work? It don't make no difference how far you've gone in sin. It don't make any difference about the conditions or problems. He can bring it together. Listen. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together. Bone to his bone. How about that? Bone to his bone. Can't you just see it now? Out in the desert in that sand and them dry bones snaking their way through there. You could see the ripples coming through the sand. I don't know what Ezekiel thought, but I'll tell you what about what Moses thought with the bush burning, wasn't it? It was a miracle of God. It's just unbelievable that that could happen, and you just— a lot of you may just write it off as another tale, but it's the fact. Then he said unto me, "Prophesy unto the wind. Just talk to the air. Just reach up and talk. You—you know, you—you don't have to be no place special to get God's attention." If you get in the place, you can get him. I heard one brother talk about being on a load of wood. That's all right. I don't haul wood, but he did evidently. And he said he was riding the wagon, and the Lord spoke to him. He prayed on a load of wood. I heard another brother testify that he was out in the wood behind a tree. Well, that's all right. It don't make no difference. Some are home. Some are at church in an altar. That's a good place. We recommend it tonight. If you've got a problem, these altars were built for that purpose and we're willing to give our time and effort to help. But let me tell you something. You can talk and God hear. Right. Yeah. Prophesy unto the wind, Son of man, and say to the wind, Thus saith the Lord. Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as was commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived and they stood upon their feet An exceeding great arms. How about that? Will God do it? Can He do it? Is he able to do it? Man ain't nothing my God can't do. You know, put me in a crowd like this, what the brother asked me just for a church, are you nervous or something, you know? And I get a little nervous. But it's not like throwing a rabbit in a briar patch. I just love to talk to people about Jesus Christ. I don't know of nothing no prettier than to see all of you come here for this purpose. And this is another miracle and amazing to me how people from so far walks of life can assemble in a little humble place like this and for one purpose. I know you didn't come here to hear me because you didn't even know I was going to be here or be the speaker. But I know you came to praise the Lord. And God help us. Let everything that has breath praise the Lord now we're going to really talk about the resurrection I'm going to skip some of it you know it anyway but some men will say how are the dead raised and with what body do they come you hear all kind of questions thou fool that which thou sowest is not quickened except it die I don't know how many of you are farmers some of you were used to be dad done a little planting and I've seen the seed you know get damp in the sack before it was ever planted and began to sprout and I'd look at the seed and I could tell that the thing that was springing out of there wasn't the old seed it was still laying there but it had rotted and busted open here come a little new green shoot right out of the side of that old seed the old seed died but new life was coming This is what we're talking about, the resurrection. This is the kind of resurrection this book speaks about. That which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body that shall be but bare grain. It may be chance of wheat or some other grain. But God giveth it a body as it hath pleased him. And to every seed his own body. My, that's another miracle, isn't it? That every seed can be different. I don't know how so many people can have different facial features. Sometimes you run across somebody, and say, I think I know him. You go up and talk to him, and you didn't know him at all. He does resemble somebody that you knew. But on the most part, we have individual characteristics that only God gives us. Isn't that amazing? And that which thou sowest, thou sowest not that body shall be but bare grain. But God giveth it as body as it is pleased him, and to every seed his own body. All flesh is not the same flesh, but there is one kind of flesh of men, and another of flesh of beasts, and another of fishes, and another of birds. All of them have a body, and all of them have separate kind of flesh. There are also celestial bodies, heavenly bodies, and bodies terrestrial, earthy bodies. They're those two. They were created by the same one that created all of these others. But the glory of the celestial is one and the glory of the terrestrial is another. There is one glory of the sun Another glory of the moon and another of the stars for one star differ from another star in glory. Somebody gave me a a book on astrology and if you want something that boggles my mind, that was it. I knew so little about what I was reading. I just got enough of it to know that it's so vast that I couldn't comprehend it and I just had to leave it in the hands of the master. Whenever you talk about something being 97 billion miles from earth and start talking to me like that, I don't know anything about it. I don't, my, I don't have, my computer don't concept anything 97 million miles away. And I know my car won't go there. <laughs> there is the glory of the sun, another of the moon, another of the stars, and one different. So also is the resurrection of the dead. I want you to get and understand what we're talking about. It is sown in corruption. We were born and shapen in iniquity. We were sinners. Why? Because of the fall of Adam, a curse fell on the whole human race. And the very object in putting around and bringing Christ here was to redeem us from the curse. Redeem us from the curse. We were dead. Whenever Adam disobeyed God, God threw him out of the garden put flaming swords there so he couldn't get back in. And I don't have any account of where he ever made it back. But God made a way so you could get the world. A natural body. We're talking about the resurrection. It was sown a natural body and it was raised. A spiritual body. Is that a resurrection? so it is written the first man Adam was made a living soul yeah. Yeah. the last Adam was made a quickening spirit right, yeah. talking about Jesus Christ how be it that was not first which was spiritual but that which was natural and afterward that which was spiritual right. the first man is of the earth earthy second man is the Lord from heaven you know they say we resemble our parents well so be it we was born of Adam so we resembled Adam we was raised in power by Jesus Christ now we resemble him how about that created in his own likeness in his own image sons of God join heirs with Jesus Christ I like it don't you And as is the earthly, such are they also that are earthy, and as is heavenly, such are they also that are heavenly. And as we have borne the image of the earthy, we shall also bear the image of the heavenly. Go change our looks, our disposition, our nature. Go change it. Resurrected, it, if you will. How long does it take? A week? Three trips? Four trips? A month? A year? But I shew you a mystery. We shall not all sleep. Some of them did. But we shall all be changed. You can't find Jesus Christ no other way except you lay down that old sinful garment and accept the blood that was shed on the cross and put on the new robe, which is Christ, and have that old robe on you. Then that is the resurrection. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, how long does it take whenever you meet the conditions? In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised. Has it sounded we raised the gospel banner, and its trumpet sounded loud. This is it. Did, did you know the word of God's what saves you? Right. Scripture says it is. Right. He is the word. That's right. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Right. And it dwelt among us. Made flesh, dwelt among us. Jesus Christ himself. Isn't that a miracle? How God could send his only son from the portals of heaven and come down. Y'all watch the clock. I got something else to do. For this corruptible must put on incorruption and this mortal must put on immortality. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption, whatever is brought to pass, when it's done, listen. So when this corruptible shall have put on incorruption and this mortal shall have put on immortality, then shall be brought to life. The saying, the fellow past, the pastor saying that is written. Death is swallowed up in victory. Is that a resurrection? That's the resurrection. Christ sanctified Holy Church teaching. That's new life. That's what it's all about. Jesus died on the cross to save us from our sins he was raised to justify us, bring us into a state. He bridged the gap that Adam created, that great gulf that separated us from God. Whenever he come into the world, hung on the cross, he brought it all together. Yeah. You could see those old bones coming in. And they begin to join themselves together and made a person. And God breathed in them the breath of life. Wow. I'm thankful I ever got a hold of them. Yes. Then it brought to pass that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. Oh, death, where is our sting? Oh, grave, where is our victory? The sting of death is sin. And the strength of sin is the law. All of the law and the prophets, all of them. The scripture says they were a schoolmaster to lead us to where? Lead us to Christ. Lead us to the cross. Yes. Brother talking last night, uh, this morning, I forget where they were talking, to all of it's good. And whenever he talked about the woman, it crept through the crowd and touched the hem of the gun. Now he was on his way somewhere else. He had business other places. He's going to heal somebody. And this woman said, Oh, my, I've spent all I've got. I don't have no money. I don't have no friends. I don't have nothing. I've got a disease. Nobody's been able to help me. And I just believe if I could get there some way and touch the hem of his garments, I believe something would happen. And she crept her way through there. And all she could do is stumble forward and touch the hem of the garment. But it worked. Jesus turning about said, you touched me. I felt virtue go out. I'll tell you what, if you just reach out, God will bring you to it. The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, which give us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. And we got time for another 30 minutes. I had hoped it would rain, to tell you the truth. Usually when it's really heavy downpour to the people, they're not too hesitant to leave, you know. Let's get over in Hebrews. You just got a few. I won't detain you too long. And if you like it good as I do, why, you're not bothered anyway. Now the things which we have spoken, this is the sum. So, sum it all up now. We have such a high priest who is set on the right hand of the throne of the majesties in heaven. You want to know where he's at? I'll tell you where he is. A minister of the sanctuary and of the true tabernacle which the Lord pitched in not man. For every high priest is ordained to offer gifts and sacrifices. He didn't come for that, did he? Wherefore, it is of necessity that this man, speaking of Christ, have somewhat also to offer. For if he were on earth, he should not be a priest, seeing that they are priests that offer gifts according to the law who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things. I told you those things were an allegory, or those things were a schoolmaster, or those things were an object lesson, or those things was an allegory. they just trying to enrich our lives, trying to teach us, trying to give us some inspiration, trying to thrill us and fill us, and show the power of God. And all of these things led to one place. Led to the cross who serve unto the example and shadow of heavenly things as Moses was admonished when he was about to make the tabernacle that Brother Floyd talked about for see saith he that thou make all things according to the pattern showed thee in the (coughs) mount have you ever visioned that trip that Moses took up on that mount wouldn't many of us have had the courage to have went up because the Lord set the thing on fire And he put a ring around it. Electric eye fence, if you will. And anything that penetrated it would be destroyed. But Moses, he walked right on up. God took care of the situation. He got up there on top of it and met him. And the scripture says the law was given by the the disposition of angels. So I see all these angels camped around. Everybody sings about 10,000 all the time. And I don't know whether... That was how many was up there. There could have been a lot more. Innumerable bunch. That's all right too. But they sat up there with Moses while he was up there taking the law. They gave it to him. How about that? The angels from heaven came down and gave Moses the law. What a thrill that must have been. No wonder their face glowed when they come down. No wonder you couldn't look at nothing but the hind part. Whenever you get in touch with Jesus Christ, it'll brighten your day. Put a new life on you. Let's, let's, let's get on with it anyway for see saith he that thou make all things according as I showed thee in the mount. but now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry yeah. talking about Jesus Christ we're talking about this new priest, yeah, priest. Uh, this new high priest some people don't believe that we got a new one they still serve in the old one. but listen But now hath he obtained a more excellent ministry, but how much also is he the mediator of a better covenant, which was established on better promises? For if that first covenant had been faultless, then should no place have been sought for a second. For finding fault with them he saith, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day when I took them by the hand to lead them out of the land of Egypt. But they continued not in my covenant, and I regarded them not, saith the Lord. That was the reason why he allowed Nebuchadnezzar to take them in the first place. Same reason that those spies came back and gave a poor report and God punished them 40 years in the wilderness. They shouldn't have never been in the wilderness to start with. Shouldn't have never been there if they'd all been like Joshua and Caleb. We'd have went over and took the land right there. That 40 years was wasted. No need for it. For finding fault with them, he said, Behold, the days come, saith the Lord, when I will make a new covenant not according to the old covenant that I made with their fathers. For this is a covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord, I will put my laws in their mind, and in their hearts will I write them. And I will be to them a God and they shall be to me a people and their sins and iniquities. That's right. <laughs> Well, I remember no more. One of my granddaughters asked me, Pop, how long are you going to preach? said, if you make it about five minutes, it'll be fine. But I tell you what, this is a thrill if there ever was one. To be able to tell you about a God that's so wonderful and so powerful that He treats us all just alike. You ever had a dad that could do that? Teach each one of us. Treat us just alike. It don't make any difference where we came from or what our circumstance is. Charlie, he loves you just as good as he does me. Ain't that wonderful? And he cares about our needs. It's said though a mother forget its own offspring, and have you ever seen them do it? Seems like to getting out of where it don't make no difference. They just put the kids anywhere. But God don't do that. No, no, no. Even those that are gone out of the way. He loved us so good he went and died on the cross. While we were yet sinners still going against him. Remind me of the prodigal. You ever read that in the 15th chapter of St. Luke, I believe it is. And the young man, you know, wanted everything and uh, he was tired and he wanted to do his own thing and he was fed up with somebody telling him what to do. Give me a and let me go. Dad let him go. But I don't think he ever let him get out of his heart. Because whenever the boy come to himself and had run out of everything he had and didn't have not even a pair of shoes, it said his father saw him a long ways off, ran to meet him and fell on his neck and kissed him and brought him in the house and dressed him in the best robe he had and killed a fatted calf. That's my God. If you're lost tonight, if you're undecided, if you've got a decision to make in your life, let it be to Him. Come tonight and uh, worship God. Fall on your knees before Him and give Him your heart before it's too late. Today is the day of salvation, and now is accepted time. And while this congregation stands, if there's one in the house that wants to find Him, make your way down here and we'll pray with you. God bless you. Congregation stand.